Recording in progress. Okay, we're up to Memvav base. So Amir Rava. Rava says like this. Rava is commenting on a, on a situation we had yesterday, which is the Mishnah says that if a person gives a woman um, multiple dates and he says, as he's, as he's taking it, as he's saying that she's eating it, she's eating it, she's eating it. The halacha is, Ravami says, not only are they not mitzdarif, the earlier ones cannot serve as Kedushin, only the last one. Why? Because the assumption is that the person wants the Kedushin to take effect when he's done speaking, which means that the dates that he gives to her while he's still talking are not meant, they cannot be meant for Kedushin. They're rather considered something she ate that she owes him. It's more of like a loan. And Mekadosh Milva ain't a Mekudosh. So says, Rava, Amar Rava, Rava says, Lo yishanu ela da'amar la bazu bazu bazu. That's only true because he said bazu bazu. He's still talking as he's handing it to her. Aval Amar la be'elu, but if he puts five dates on the table and he says, Kashu be'elu, the second he's done be'elu, he's sort of done, he's done the offer of Kedushin. Then, even if she eats it, it's not a milvah. Then each one can serve as condition. It's pretty posh it, that it's only because as he's still talking, he's saying scotch the bazoo, bazoo. He means for the condition to be an option when he's done talking. While he's still talking, he's still in the middle of the process. Therefore, what she's eating cannot serve as condition. It could be alone. But if you say, you put on the table scotch of elu, you're done talking, then. Correct. Then each one, and each one can can be an option. Even if she subsequently eats four of them, we don't say the only one that doesn't eat. No. Once you say be'elu, you're done. Okay. Now the proof of this that if you say be'elu and you put them all down, you say be'elu, you're done talking. Then even if she eats it, it could serve as a kedushin because it's not considered alone. There's a very long brisa, which we have to sort of dissect to make it work. And then it'll be clear at the end of the brisa that it's a proof to Rav. Let's go through the brisa slowly. Tani kavasi the Rav. We have a brisa that backs up Rav. The brisa says, "Hiskachli ba'aloin berimayin ube'egos." If you become a kaddish to me with an alone, an acorn, rimon, a pomegranate, egos a nut, that's one case. Or if you say "hiskachli be'elu," you put these three on the table and you say "elu." Im yesh bekulon shavu prutim ekudashes v'amleivirukudashes. They combine. If between all of them is a, a pruta, good. If not, not. Now, we have not talked about a case of eating yet. Okay, let's keep going. Bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. He's actually bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. Again, bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. We had this yesterday. If you say his scotchily bazoo, his scotchily bazoo, his scotchily bazoo, that separates it. But if you say bazoo, 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 they all combine. So far, so good. Bazoo, not lasa, You say bazoo and then she eats it. And then she eats it. They do not combine. Okay. Now, I'm trying to think of whether I should confuse you now or confuse you later. Let's confuse you later. Okay. You know what? Actually, let's confuse you now. Let's let's just point out one issue. Okay. Um, this took me a while to figure out, but I, it's actually not so complicated. Yesterday we had the Mishnah had two cases. Hiskachili bazoo, hiskachili bazoo, that was one case, and then bazoo, 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 okay? The first case, do not combine, the second case, combine. Then there was a third case in the Mishnah where she eats it. The Gemara had a question, which is the case of the eating? If it's the Reisha, meaning when she's eating it, it says they don't combine. One of them, as long as one of them is a Shavaprut, good, but they don't combine. So the Gemara had a Kasha. What is the case where she's eating it? If it's hiskachili bazoo, hiskachili bazoo, then what's, then what, I already know that, so what's the difference? And if it's 
bazu bazu bazu, which normally combines, but if you eat it, they don't combine, then the problem is, the implication is that even if one of the ones she already ate is a prutas mekudeshes, but I thought that's a milva. So we had two explanations. Rav and Shmuel says, listen, I don't believe the eating thing could be for bazu bazu bazu. I, I don't believe that. Because that causes issues with the first ones. Rather, Rav and Shmuel is like, you know what the case of the eating is? The case of the eating is hiskachili bazu, hiskachili bazu. And we said, well, what's the chiddush? I already know that. The answer is, I might think that because she's eating it, there's more pleasure, and it should be a form of kedushin, even if it's not a shava fruit. No, okay, fine. So according to Rav and Shmuel, the case of eating is always hiskachi, hiskachi. Ravami says, no, it could be, the case of eating could be ubazu, ubazu, ubazu. And when it says that one of them is mikudeshes, of it means the last one, not the earlier ones. So there's a machlaikis of what is the case when it says she's eating it, that, that as long as one of them is a shavaprut, is mikudeshes, what is the case? Is it dafka hiskadshi and hiskadshi? Or even bazu, bazu, bazu? Notice this brysa talks about the case of eating. It's identical to yesterday's b'raisa, but it's clearly bazu, ubazu, ubazu. So according to Robin Shmuel, that's a problem. Because Robin Shmuel said, when it's bazu, ubazu, ubazu, when it's that, 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 that halacha, that it combines, eating doesn't work in that case. They don't like the case of eating to work in that case. They feel eating only works by hiskachi and hiskachi. So this b'raisa, which clearly describes a case of eating with the exact same halacha, doesn't work according to Rav and Shmuel because they said yesterday the case of eating only works by hiskachili, where the items are separate. But the case of bazu bazu, they didn't want to say that because they didn't. They felt that it comes into issues with the earlier ones. Then the early ones should be mekudish and it's milva. They like to get involved. This brisa clearly states bazu bazu bazu, and it's talking about a case of eating. This brisa is clearly a riot to Rav Ami and not to Rav and Shmuel. The Gemara will point that out later. I just want to, you know. Okay, let's keep going. Again, there's three cases in the Braisa. One is, you said, with an acorn, a pomegranate, and a nut, they combined. They combined. They combined. And then, eating, they don't combine. Those are the cases of the Braisa. Because, what's the problem with the eating case? Because once she eats it, you can't combine the ones that already are gone because then it goes into, it gets involved with the whole Milva case. Because then it's alone. So the Gemara says like this. Well, let's analyze these cases. We're trying to find the proof that when you say and you put them on the table, even if she eats it, it's a Mikudeshes. Because when you said you're done talking. So let's analyze the first case. The first case is with an acorn, a pomegranate, and a nut, they all combine. Now, ha, ha, what, what was the exact terminology? If you said or, not and, or, so you said mekadashmi with a pomegranate or a nut or an acorn, or clearly separates. There's no way they combine because you're saying or, not and. So that can't be the case. There's no way that could be the case. That can't be the case where they combine. Rather, and, you did above, and. The problem is, isn't that what's the difference? So is where you're putting down three dates. There should be a difference between putting down three dates or putting down an acorn, a pomegranate, and a date. What's the difference? So rather, it must be the case of the pomegranate, the acorn, and the, the, the date is where you said be'elu. But wait a minute. The next case is where you said be'elu. So 
They're both talking about Be'elu. The first two cases are talking about Be'elu. What's going on? Again, the first case is where it's a pomegranate, a nut, and a, and a date, whatever it is, and an acorn. So what's the case? It can't be or, because there's no way they combined. If it's and, that's bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. So it's Be'elu. We already have Be'elu. So the Gemara says, here's the explanation for that. The answer is, it's Be'elu. And the next case is not a separate case, it's just an explanation. Perushi kamafarish. The next part of the Bryce is explaining this case. The case is Elu. So we've clarified that the first part of the Brisa is Elu. Second part of the Brisa is Bazoo, Bazoo, Bazoo. Notice when it says the part about halachically being a problem if she eats it, which part of the Brisa is it referring to? The Bazoo, Bazoo, Bazoo. The Be'elu, it sounds like it's no issue. The first part of the Brisa is Be'elu. Then it says, oh, bazoo, 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 it combines unless she eats it, which implies that by Elu, even if she eats it, it's fine. Why? Because by Elu, you're done talking. This is a proof to Rava. The implication of the Bryce, again, Rubba's point is this whole Shiloh of how she eats it, the fact that when she eats it, it's a problem because the second she eats it, it's considered alone and it's not part of the Kedush. And Rubba said that's only true when you said bazoo, 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 because you're still in the middle of talking. But when you put it on the table, you say bazoo, then if she eats it, it doesn't matter. It still combines. It's still a Kedushin. The proof is from this Brisa, because we've basically clarified the first part of the Brisa is Be'elu, the second part of the Brisa is Bazu, and the distinction between eating or not be eating is Dafka found in Bazu, which implies that by Elu it doesn't matter. It's going to be fine in either way. That's a proof to Rav. Okay, now this next few lines of the Gemara, which would seem very confusing, is exactly what I said before. Which is again, you do your best to understand that it's you know I'm not probably not explaining it perfectly. Um, we said yesterday there's a shaila of what exactly is the case where she's eating it, it being an issue. Robin Shmuel says it has to be hiskachili bizu hiskachili bizu. Ravami says no, it could even be bizu bizu bizu. This brisa which talks about eating and it talks about bizu bizu bizu, so it's a proof. Not like Rav and Shmuel. The Gemara says, This Brisa clearly states Rav Ami's opinion. But according to Rav and Shmuel, that said, that when the Mishnah says eating, it's actually referring to Hiskachi Libazu. Hiskachi Libazu. This is the exact same case, but there is no Hiskachi Libazu. Hiskachi Libazu. It's Bazu, Ubazu, Bazu. This Brisa is Mamish. Yesterday's brisa, but not Rav and Shmuel's interpretation. So the Gemara says, "Hacha klalik achashiv, prati like achashiv." Over here, it just says klali, which is bazu, bazu, bazu. It doesn't go into prati. It doesn't go into hiskachili bazu, hiskachili bazu. So how do they interpret the brisa? So their response is as follows: Hamani Rebihi, da amar leishna kazayis kazayis leishna kazayis ukazayis pratav. The answer is that this brisa and yesterday's brisa are not authored by the same people. Meaning. Rav Shmuel's opinion is that the case of eating is Dafka talking about hiskachili bazoo, hiskachili bazoo, where you separate each statement, not bazoo, bazoo, combining. I, this Brisa, has the exact same case, but it's bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. The answer is this Brisa is following Rebbe. Rebbe's opinion is that every time you say anything, it's a separate statement. Meaning, we were going with the assumption that there's a difference between bazoo, 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 
and Hiskachli Bizu, Hiskachli Bizu, Hiskachli Bizu. Not Rebbe's opinion. Rebbe's opinion is it doesn't matter whether you say Hiskachli Bizu, Hiskachli Bizu, it doesn't matter whether you say Bizu, Bizu, it's the same. It's always separate. Therefore, they're reinterpreting this Brysa. It's the same as yesterday, but it's authored by a different opinion. Now, what Rebbe's, Rebbe's opinion is referring to the laws of Pigel, I, I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but his, his basic sheet is that if you say uh, Pigel, both there's a disqualification by a carbon, both Chutzlazmana and Chutzlam Kaima, which means if a person says that the Kayim thinks as he's, let's say, um, burning the mizbeah, burning the, the, the carbon, that he's going to eat the carbon Chutzlazmana, meaning past the expiration date, past Neusser, that disqualifies and that's called Pigel, and it's Chayv Karis. And then if he thinks that he's going he's gonna to eat it outside of the allocated space, outside of Yishalayim, that's also possible, but not pigel. The cases where you said chutzlizmani, chutzlam kaimai, with no hiskachi in between. Rebbe's opinion is that it's two separate invalidations. Again, it's, 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 it's more related to the laws of pigel. The point is that Rebbe's opinion is that bazoo, bazoo, bazoo is separate. Ki'ilu, you said hiskachili bazoo, hiskachili bazoo. Is there any sheet that, uh, when it comes to pigel, that you no, Rebbe's opinion is related to the fact that if the first, if you invalidate in the exact same action, you do chutzlismane and chutzlam there's no pigle. But Rebbe feels, it, it, there's pigle, but there's no karis. Rebbe feels that because he said chutzlismane, that, that's separate. So what we actually look at it as two separate actions. It's chutzlismane, pigle, stop. Chutzlan Kaima is afterwards. The other Abanim sort of look at it one action and say, well, it's not exclusively pickled. The halacha is that it's only karis if it's exclusively chutzlizmane. If it's chutzlizmane and chutzlan Kaima, it's not pickle. It's not, it's invalidated, but it's not karis. Rebbe, so the question is, you said, I'm doing this chutzlizmane, chutzlan Kaima. So if it's bazu, bazu, it's one statement. Rebbe looks at it as separate statements. It's chutzlizmane, stop, pickle, karis. Chutzlam Kaima is happening subsequently. That it's it's related to the laws of. I mean, it's a whole sugi in Menachos. Uh, okay, fine. Weiter. You would think that if you you go so far and you do two really long things at the same time, uh, you should not only should you get kares, you should get something else. Well, it's, it's based on exeris akasivs. Right. Uh, it's that there's only pigol kares if it, if your action it's a hundred percent kosher if not for this. If it's possible for other reasons, like let's say it's Tameh. Right. So the point is, I did in the same action, Chutzlizmane, Chutzlam Kaimai. So the question is, so you say, well, it's, it's possible anyway because Chutzlam Kaimai. Rebbe looks at it as Chutzlizmane, Chutzlam Kaimai. Stop. Chutzlam Kaimai. That, that's how he looks at it. Exactly. Correct. 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 It's all, it's all Machshava. It's all Machshava. Um, okay. Sort of new topic, sort of the same topic, and that is Amarav Hamikadish Bemilva. If you Mikadish with a loan, so she owes you a thousand dollars, you lend her a thousand dollars, and you say, Don't pay me back. The Allah is Ainamikudeshitz. It's not a good condition. Why? Because you're not giving her anything. Forgiving a loan is not giving her something. We had this yesterday. Milva Lahitsanina, why is it? I she still has the money in the bank account. Meaning there's two cases of a loan. You could have the loan where I lent you a thousand dollars, you already spent it. Now, if she already spent it, then I totally get it. But let's say the money's still in her account. Like the money's still there. What if you so, give her the money and you say this is a loan and I don't, I don't get it, they don't pay back? 
I would think that that would probably be the same thing. Meaning, because you're giving it as a loan, not as Kedushan. The point is, you give it $1,000, it's still in her account. And then you say, don't pay me back. So you could look at it like the money's right there. Dalach is A loan is meant to be spent. Meaning, when you give her the loan, there's no expectation halachically that the money stays in her account. It's meant to be spent. So because it's meant to be spent, it's Ke'ilu, it's gone already. Now what you're doing is forgiving a debt. Forgiving a debt is not giving her something. Okay. Now, here's the problem. Nebuchadnezzar, you're telling me that if you Mekadosh her with a milva, with a loan, it's not a good condition. That's who is this? That's Rav talking. Now, the problem is there's a Bryce that seems to say it's a Machloikis. Is Rav uh, not according to everybody? Rav sounds like it's a universally accepted psak, but wait a minute. The Bryce says, It's Machloikis. So what's the machlekes about? My love, b'hakam nefugi, mar savar mivolit sonina, mar savar mivolit sonina. So it must be a machlekes of whether a loan is meant to be spent. Meaning, what's the machlekes about? You're telling me that if you mekadesh with a loan, forgiving a loan is not a good kedushin. It seems to be a machlekes. So the Gemara says like this: the case over there is not what we thought. Rob's case is very simple. You give a woman a thousand dollars, and then you tell her, "Don't pay me back. Forgive the loan. No good." Ah, it's a machlekes. That case is different. That case is as follows. I'll say it outside and then we'll see it inside. The case is, you give her an envelope and you say, Mikadish me with the envelope, inside is $1,000. Okay? So it's not a loan. Give her $1,000. She opens it, she starts counting. It's $990. It's $10 off. So she says, well, it's not 1000 And he said, I'll owe you the 10 Now the question is, that, see, see when over there you gave her nine hundred ninety dollars, so it's not exactly a case. What's the shaila? The shaila is: does, is she confident? She decided she's going to marry you based on getting a thousand dollars. She only got nine ninety. So you say, I'll owe you the last ten. The question is: Does she think she's actually going to get it? Because on the one hand, you'd be like, well, of course you'll get it. You're getting married. On the other hand, she might think to herself, I'm marrying the guy. I'm not going to say you owe me ten bucks. So it's not a classic case. The case of Mekadosh Bemilva is where you're not giving her anything. You're completely forgiving a, pre, a pre-loan, a loan that happened before this relationship. Over here, it's different. You actually give her $1,000. You said you're giving her $1,000. She counts it up and it's only nine ninety, And then you say, okay, I'll owe you the last ten. So this, I'm giving her, listen, Mekadosh with a dollar. I'm giving her $990. Yeah, but you said 1000 she had in mind for a thousand. So the question is, is she confident she's going to get the last ten? It's a completely separate shaila to Mikadash Milva. So when they use the terminology of Mikadash Milva, it's it's very misleading. It's not Milva in what we're talking about. It's a very specific case. The Gemara, I'll prove it to you. The Tisbur, you're telling me this this machlokus about Milva is just forgiving a loan. Wait a minute. The problem is this Bryce that talks Mikadash Milva cannot be talking about what we actually think, which is. Forgiving a loan. I'll tell you why. Because the end of the Bryce says that by a sale, it's, it, it works. What that means is as follows. This case of Mikadish Bemilva, again, whatever this case is, let's assume that it means a classic case, which is you loaned a woman $1,000, and then you say, just forget it, just uh, don't pay me. The problem is the end of the Bryce says that by a sale, that works. What's the case? I owe you $1,000. Yeah? So I lent you $1,000, and then I want to buy land from you. Happens to be $1,000, and he said, just forget, forget about the loan. The Brisa says it works. How could that work? There was no transfer of actual funds. No shtar, no kesef. So it can't be when the Brisa says, it actually means just forgiving a loan, because the Brisa says that by 
transactions, that's effective. There's no way that would be effective by a transaction. I'm not giving you anything. Adam didn't give me anything. I didn't give him anything. Again, I loaned him $1,000, and then when it's time for him to pay up, I, he's like, listen, I don't have the money. I was like, oh, you got land. I'll take it. And then how much is it, 1000 You're like, yeah, just uh, we're, we're even, Stephen. That doesn't work in transaction. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no star. There's no Kenyan. There's no nothing. So how could the Bryce, if the Bryce actually means just forgiving a loan, how does it work by transactions? What's the answer? When the Bryce says forgiving a loan, it's actually misleading. It doesn't actually mean Mekadosh B'milva. It's not related to our Shail at all. What is the case? Huna and his friends had a different interpretation of the Bryce. It doesn't actually mean Mekadosh B'milva. When it says Mekadosh B'milva, it's very misleading. What does it actually mean? It means the following case. You give a woman a thousand, an envelope with a thousand dollars in it, and you say, be with a mana. A mana is actually a hundred dinars. See, mekadesh me with a hundred dollars. Okay? Nimtza mana chasadina. She counts it up, it's 99. So the question is, is it a good condition? Well, I'm giving her 99 bucks. Yeah, but you said a hundred. So the question is, she had in mind to get married with a hundred dollars. So the, the machlekes is, is she confident she's ever going to get the $100? That's the Shiloh. One opinion feels that it's not a good Kedushan because she's going to be embarrassed to ask for that dollar because she's going to, it's making her look uh, stingy. So she doesn't actually think she's ever going to get it. So she's not, she never, she, she was masking for 100 not $99. So this machlekes is just poshed whether a person is confident they're going to get the money that they're owed. Here's the problem. You're telling me that's the machlaikas? But wait a minute. Elohadam Ravalaza didn't Ravalaza once say Hiskachi Bimana Vinosaladina Harezim Kadesh's Vyashlam? Lemikatanam Lashmaita. Didn't Ravalaza once say that if you gave her an envelope that said hundred dollars and there's only a dollar in it, it's a good kadushan, and you'll just owe her the ninety-nine? Now it's a machlaikas. Ravalazar made it sound like it was a confident, like it's a kuliyama. Now it seems to be a machlaikas. What's the difference between giving her a dollar and owing her ninety-nine or giving her ninety-nine and owing her a dollar? Says, you know, the Gemara says, you know, it's very simple. Omri, the answer is very simple. It's more likely that it would be a good Kedushan if you gave her a dollar than 99. And it sounds counterintuitive, but it makes a lot of sense. The woman is only masking to get married if she's getting a hundred bucks at the end of it. If I give her an envelope that has a dollar, she'll get the hundred dollars because she'll feel comfortable asking for 99. It's not going to make her look stingy. And it's understandable I'm going to give her the 99. So then she's like, okay, you know what? I'm masking because I'm confident I'll eventually get it. I'll give myself over. I'll eventually get it. When you give her 99, asking for that last dollar makes you look real cheap. So in a way, giving her 99 is way worse than giving her a dollar. Because you give her a dollar, it's so you're so far off, she'll feel confident asking for it and she won't be embarrassed and she'll eventually get it. So she'll know she'll eventually get it. But you give her 99, it's takamachlekes. So when Revelezer said, if you give her a dollar... That's a good Kedushan. You'll just owe her the rest. That's universally accepted. You give her 99, that's Takamach Lekas. Okay? Fine. One more Kasha on this Ahmed. Weiser. You're telling me Mekadosh B'milva ain't Mekadosh. said if you Mekadosh a woman with a loan, forgiving a loan, no good. Here's the price. Here's the problem. This price seems to indicate that it's 100% good according to everybody. What does the Brisa say? Okay. First case. The first case is I ask a woman to watch for me a hundred dollars. Okay. I ask, here, here's a hundred dollars. Can you just keep it in your safe? Not related at all to forgiving a loan. It's not a loan. I'm asking her to watch her pikadin. She goes and she checks the safe. A lot of it was stolen. Okay. I gave her a hundred dollars to watch, but there's still five dollars left. 
I gave her $100 to watch in her safe. She goes, checks. Most of it was stolen. Okay? There's $5 left. So, I say to her, listen, keep whatever's in the safe. If there's $5 left, good. If they stole everything, no good. But she had the Ahrayas on Okay, very good question. And that's, that's okay, it's a good shot. Uh, the Gemara is going to point out, my father's point is very good, which is, um, if she's if she's obligated to watch it, then when she when they've stolen it, isn't doesn't she automatically owe the hundred dollars to him? So it's no longer his money; it's actually now her money. You hear what I'm saying? When you're a shomer, the gemara is saying, "I ask you to watch. I ask you to watch a hundred dollars for me, right?" And then she goes into the safe, and I say, "Whatever's in the safe, you keep." She checks his three dollars in the safe. Okay, so she keeps those. Married. The problem is my father made a good point, which is a shomer. Who's, if she accepted responsibility for theft, that means that she's responsible. The second it's stolen, she owes me $100. The money in the safe is actually, it's actually her money. Oh, so it depends. No, not, but it depends if she accepted upon herself. The point is, if she accepted upon herself the responsibility, then it's no longer my money. It's actually her money because she owes me. The only thing I can do is forgive a loan which is not what we're talking about over here. So my father made a good point, and the Gemara is going to point, because of that cash, the Gemara is going to point that this Bryce is obviously flawed and we shouldn't be relying on it. Okay, fine. That's the first part by a Picodin. Then the Bryce says, Ube Milva, let's say a loan, that I'm forgiving the woman's loan. It works even if there's nothing left, meaning if I loaned her $100, it always works. Stop. Kasha. Forgiving a loan works. Not like what we're saying. Keep going. Go the next page. A loan, he says, listen, I agree that a loan will work. Forgiving a loan will work as long as some of the money is still in her account. Meaning if I gave her $100, if she spent all the money, the Tanakhama says it's still a good condition for giving the loan. Ramayor says, listen, it'll only work for giving the loan as long as she still has some money in the account. Stop. According to both Tanayim, forgiving the loan works. They just argue about whether some of the money has to be in the account. But they both agree that forgiving the loan works. It's not like Rav. The Gemara speaks to that. They only argue about whether some of the money has to remain in the account. But it's universally accepted that forgiving a loan works. What is Rav going to do with this? So Rav responds to what my father said, which is, this price is not a great price, you already have to play around with this brysa because we have a problem, which is the problem that my father mentioned before, which is there's an issue with this brysa. Once there's an issue with the brysa and you're going to have to amend it, so change the word to make it work like me. Make it that it doesn't work, right? I mean, right now this brysa says that forgiving alone works. We're going to have to do surgery on the brysa anyway. So once you're doing surgery, then make it that the loan doesn't work. The Gemara says, Rav says, well, you, you think it's a good b'risa? It's a flawed b'risa anyway. How so? The first part of the b'risa says that if you leave a deposit by someone to watch, then and she goes to the safe and part of it is stolen, you say, listen, keep, keep whatever is inside, it works. What, what was the case of the... What type of shaymer is she? Shaymer chinam, shaymer sachar. Is she responsible? Is she not responsible? If she's responsible for the theft, then the second it's stolen, she has to pay for all of it. It's not my money anymore. It's her money. The most I could do is forgive her loan. So that's the exact same case as a milva. 
And and if she's a shemachinim, not responsible at all, Let's say she's a shemachinim. She's not responsible. That's why it works. But had she been a shemer sacher, it wouldn't work. So let me ask you a question. You have this a lot in Shas. Anytime a Braisa wants to tell you two different halachas, it's much easier to stick with one case and just give two different details as opposed to two different cases. The Braisa has two different cases. One is I'm watching a pikadon, and the second is I'm forgiving a loan. If you're telling me that watching a pikadon, there's a difference between a Shomer Chinam and a Shomer Sacher, just stick with that. Say, listen, the whole Braisa is talking about a case of watching pikadon. And it's a good kedushin, but when she's a so why are you going into this case of forgiving alone? Just stick with one. So what's the answer? This brace is not working. It's a flawed brace. You got to do surgery anyway, yeah. So let's, if we're going to do surgery, let's let's do surgery. Let's make it work. So what, rather, let's rewrite the brace. This is how you rewrite the brace. Bemilva in the case of alone, meaning really the case is she's a shaymer sacher, and she's responsible. Rather, the case is as follows. It must be the case where it works is yeah yeah, so really it works where she's a shamrachinam. And then by a milva, it says it doesn't work by a milva. So instead of saying forgiving alone works, forgiving alone doesn't work. Change the girsa. He says Ataka works. Now, okay, let's just review. What you have over here right now is forgiving alone. Rav says no good. This Brysa, we've dissected, we've done surgery, and this is our conclusion of the Brysa. The Tanakama says forgiving alone does not work, like Rav. Rav says it does work. So now Rav is not like Rav Shemir. That's not terrible. It's not great. At least he's like somebody, but it's not terrible. So now let's try to make it work. That Shimon Allah's or Shimon Mayer could even work according to Rav. Again, Rav's, Rav's halacha is that if you forgive a loan, it's not a good kedushin. It seems to be that's Shimon Allah's or Shimon Mayer. Rav Mayer seems to disagree with him, which again, I, I, I take, because a moments ago he was against everybody. Now we've at least made it work that he's like the Tanakama. But now let's take this step further. Let's make him work according to everybody. Says the Gemara, the Mikemifligi, how do we make it work? What's the Machlekes? I mean, how, how can we make it work that Rav works according to everybody? So the answer is, Amar Rava. Okay, this is an interesting shayla. I don't know why. I definitely wasn't thinking this when I started the sugya. I loan you $100. Can I get it back right away? No. We, we agreed a certain amount of time. There's an opinion that holds that a loan only begins when you spend it. I Meaning, if I give you $100 and the money is still sitting in your pocket, can I just say, I want it back right now? That's the machalikas. Meaning, forgiving a loan is not a good kedushin, according to everybody. So why does the Shimra Lazar Shimra Meir say that you could forgive a loan and it works? The case is, why is forgiving a loan not a good kedushin? Because the second I give it to you, it's yours. I'm not giving you anything. The Shimra Lazar Shimra Meir holds, a loan only becomes yours when you spend it. Until then, it's mine. So the reason why forgiving a loan works is because it's still my money. Meaning when I give you the money and you start spending it, yeah, it's right. now your money. All you owe me is a debt. Forgiving a debt is nothing. But if you give me money as a loan and I lose that money, you let it 
Correct. Oh, so he feels the Tanoim argue, when does the loan become yours regarding both borrowing and responsibility? Correct. Well, if you lend someone $100 and the guy didn't spend it yet, then you say, oh no, I changed my mind, give it back. It's like really being a achzari. Well, yeah, but the question is, can I? It just matter. Forget about whether I'm a jerk for doing it. Can I legally demand it back? Mar Savar, the Tanakama feels. The Tanakama feels the second I give you the money. I mean, the Tanakama feels the second I give you the money, it's already yours, whether you spent it or not. Therefore, it's not mine anymore. The most I could do is forgive a loan, not a good condition. I'm not giving you anything. By the way, so too also, the borrower is responsible for anything that happens the second I give it to you, according to Tanakama. He says, no. It's actually pretty crazy. When I give you the money, according to Shemalazar, until you spend it, it's mine. And by the way, that means I'm still responsible for mishaps, for oinsim, which is by the way pretty bananas, that I give it to you, something happens to it, I'm still responsible. So according to Shemalazar, it's actually my money still. So when I say you can keep it, that's not for giving a loan. I'm giving you money. It's only your money when you spend it. According to Shemalazar, I give you $100 to, to I, bar, I lend you $100. Until you spend the money, it's my money. Both in responsibility as well. If an oinus happens, that's my, my, my loss. Uh, someone shoots a bullet and it goes through your pocket and it rips the money in half. I don't know, whatever, I don't know. An honest, whatever, you get struck by lightning. Point is, this. even though you say, well, I lent it to you. No, 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 still my money. Therefore, that, that creates, by the way, that's bad for Onsim, but it makes Kedushin work. I'll tell you why. I'm not forgiving a loan, I'm giving you money. You hear what I'm saying? It's not a nice understanding, but my point is I'm not... It's still yours to give. It's mine to give. That's the point. That's a good way to put it. Vaminulu, by the way, Rabbah agrees that that's the machlekes. He just amends it slightly. He feels that there's no way when I give someone money that I'm still responsible for an oinus. That's, by the way, the hardest thing for me to wrap my brain around. I give you $100, I lend you $100, and then you get struck by lightning, and then I, I lose the money. It doesn't make any sense. So that, Rabbah says, the machlekes is whether it's mine or yours before you spend it. But for Onsim, you're definitely responsible because it's no different than borrowing an item. If you borrow an item, you're chayv and Onsim right away. So the Gemara says, Aminullah, Rabbah says, I have a slight amend to this. The second you lend someone money, even before they spend it, they're responsible for Onsim. Why? My It's no difference than, 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 than someone who borrows something. Whether I can demand it back. Is it still mine to demand back? Rav Shimon Lazar feels yes. Rameir feels yes. And therefore, it's a good condition. The Tanakama feels no. And therefore, all it is is forgiving a loan. So by the way, it turns, turns out right now, I lend you $100 before you spend it. Can I demand it back? Machlegis. Here's the problem. Didn't Rav Huna once say that if I lend you a knife or I lend you an axe, it's only yours when you use it? But now it's a machloikas. We're saying right now, it's a machloikas. If I lend you money, when is it yours? Tanakama says right away. Mayor says when you spend it. He said that when I lend someone an item, it's only for 10 days, right? Uh, it's, it's only considered theirs when they actually start using it. So I thought it's a machlegas. 
he made it sound like it's universally accepted. Is it a machloek? Is he universally accepted? The answer is it depends. By money, cash, it's a machloekas. In item that you actually expect the item to be returned, it's only yours when you use it. That's the difference between an item and cash. The Gemara says, The machloekas is only for cash. Because you're not getting the same money back. Therefore, there's a possibility when I give you the money, I, I don't expect it to be back. Therefore, it's completely yours the second I give it to you. Okay, now I'll just do a few more minutes. It's 8.27. I plan to be done by 8.32. Okay, let's go by it. I think it's a machlekes tanoim. Again, we're arguing about forgiving a loan. Is forgiving a loan a good form of kedushin or not? I think it's a machlekes tanoim. How so? The, 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 the Bryce has two cases. Second case, clearer. First case, a little more ambiguous. Case is this. I have an IOU. An IOU document. I give it to a woman. Does that work? Now, um, there's two cases. There's two ways to understand this case. It could be as follows. You owe me $100. I have an IOU I can collect. I give it to a woman. That sounds pretty sweet. She's getting the right to collect $100. Or... She owes me $100, and I'm giving it back to her. I'm basically saying, forgive the loan. Okay? We assume that's the case. So this seems to be, I'm, the IOU is she has the IOU, meaning she lent me, I lent her $100, so she wrote me an IOU, I'm giving it back to her. In other words, forgiving her loan. Or, or the second case is other people owe me money, I'm handing her the IOU. So it seems to be two cases. One is the IOU from others, one of the IOU from her. What's the halacha? Rav It's Again, it has to be... Again, I want, I want to make this very clear. Yeah, it's two different IOUs. One is you owe me $100, IOU. It's a check. You wrote me a check. I give it to the woman. Yeah, they do it all the time. They wrote cash. Or... That's one machloikas, and there's two cases here. They can't be arguing about the same thing twice. It must be the first case, when they're arguing, is where she wrote the check. Meaning, one is, Adam wrote me the check, I hand it to her. Second is, she wrote me the check, I hand it back to her. In other words, I forgive her loan. Right? Because if they're both talking about the same case, if they're both talking about Adam giving me a check, what's the way, two machloikasim? They're both the same thing. What's the machloikas twice? It must be, one is, other people gave me a shtarchoyv, and two is she gave me a shtar The other people gave me a shtar I'll have to figure out what the machlaik is, because that should be pretty good, according to everybody. I don't know, we'll put that aside. But the second case where she gave me the machlaik the is forgiving a loan. So let's speak this outside. Ha shtar The first case, who wrote the shtar Who wrote the check? If it's other people, Adam wrote me a check. That's the second case. So why is there two machlaikism? It must be there's two machloksim. One is where other people wrote me the check and I handed it to her, and they're arguing for some reason. And the second case is where she wrote me the check and I'm handing it back to her. I'm forgiving her own loan. So you see, Mekadish Milva is a machloksim. The Gemara says no. Both cases is where Adam wrote me a check. Both cases where someone else wrote me a check and I'm handing it to her. So why the two machloksim? I'll tell you why. One is where the loan that Adam that, that someone else, I lent him the money, was an ashtar, and one was oral. Meaning, I write her two documents. One document is, you can collect from Adam, he owes me $100. You can collect from Adam, he owes me $100. So why do I have both my chlegsim? One is where the loan from Adam was in ashtar, 
and one was oral. Now, what's, why are they arguing both cases? Each one has its own uniquenesses. But the answer is it's not talking about forgiving her loan at all. We're actually talking about other people's debt I'm passing off to her. So why do I have two cases? One is where the debt was in a star, and one was that was oral. Why are they arguing? Now, fine, good, unrelated. So now let's analyze this. What's the machlegas about? I owe, Adam owes me $100 and it's in a star, and I write, you have the right to collect. Why would that be a machlegas? Like, to me, that's pretty good. I don't understand what the machlegas is. I'm giving her the right to collect $100. Like, what's the machlegas? So the Gemara says, Oh, so what's the machlegas about? So today, um, 8.35. So here, today, what we'll do is like this. We'll just analyze what was the machlegas of when it's a loan that was in shtar, and then tomorrow we'll figure out what's the machlekes when it's an oral loan, because obviously it's going to have its own dimensions. But let's go with the first case. He owes me $100. I have a shtar for it. I now give her the shtar. I sign it off to her, whatever. What's the machlekes about? So Gemara says... But it's not sure that he's going to, he or her... But she has the right. She has the right, but she may may never collect it. That's fine, but she has the right. I'm giving her the right. I'm giving her what I'm giving her value. I'm giving her value. What's the problem? I don't know. It's not considered kesef. Why not? It's It's the right to collect kesef. It's the potential of kesef. No, I don't see. I I think it's it's definitely value. It has value. You could sell debt. You could buy and sell debt. So so I'll tell you, the the, the Gemara is going to analyze it. The Gemara says like this. What's the machlekes about? The machlekes is very simple. The Tanya, You know the machlekes is? How do I hand over the debt to her? According to the Rabbonon, according to Rebbe, I'm sorry, according to Rebbe, I can just take this star and hand it to her. And it's a good, forget about her. Stam, in general, I want you, you want to be able to collect his debt. How do I sell debt? According to Rebbe, you could just hand the shtar off to someone. According to the Rabbana, no good. You have to write a separate shtar saying, I am selling you or I am handing over to you the right to collect. The case is I just handed her the check without doing that. The machlekes of whether it works has nothing to do with whether it's valued. It's Stam. Did I transfer it properly? That's the first machlekes. One more option. Everyone agrees you actually have to write a star. You can't just hand her over a check. You actually have to write, I am giving you the rights to collect the debt that Adam owes me. So what's the machlekes about? The machlekes is, The machlekes is whether we agree with Rav Papa's psaq. Rav Papa Papa's opinion is that it's not just enough to write a star that gives someone else the right to collect. You have to write the following line. This line must be added. You, you have accepted the debt and all its subsequent debts. Meaning that line must be added. I didn't add that line. The Tanakama feels because I didn't add that line, no good. The other opinion says, no, who says you have to add that line? That's the machlekes. We'll stop here. But the point is it has nothing to do with forgiving a loan. It's whether we transfer the debt properly.